This is the Wealthy Retailer Podcast with your host, Dan Holman. Every episode, Dan talks with a variety of retail experts, owners, managers, and so much more, sharing their expertise, their experiences, and the retail topics that matter to you, the independent retailer. The Wealthy Retailer Podcast is brought to you by Canadian Retail Solutions. Learn more at retailbycrs.com. Hey, retailers, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, excited for you this week to have uh, a bit of a listen to my guest, Catherine Smith. Catherine is the founder of Walton Birch, an e-commerce consulting firm based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, lots of clients in Atlanta and some great listeners in Atlanta. Holly, I'm sure you're listening. Catherine is a Shopify super fan and a partner and loves to talk about Shopify and ways business owners can, I love this, DIY e-commerce marketing. Catherine, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Looking forward to a bit of an e-commerce chat. You know, as, as we sort of started to chat about prior to clicking the record button, it's it's been a fun couple of years in retail as retailers have moved into that full, wholeheartedly moved into that e-commerce space. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, where you come from, your background, how you started your firm and where you've landed in this e-commerce consulting world. Um, sure. So I haven't always been in e-commerce. I actually started out as your garden variety web designer, <laughs> working for a um, very large directory company with yellow books <laughs> <laughs> that provided local information. And so I started out building uh, local small business websites for local businesses and in mass, like in scale, like 20, 30 yeah. a day. So, um, but then, you know, I decided, Hey, like yeah, web designers don't get any respect. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I need a real job. <laughs> and I was also <laughs> an intern at the time. So yeah. I really needed to, to make a career move. And I moved up um, through corporate America and to a couple of different ranks. And then eventually actually got my MBA in business analytics. And so, um, you know, towed the, the corporate line for a while there. Um, and then um, had an illness kind of took me out of corporate America. So it be it became very difficult to kind of keep a full-time job and kind of keep the illness under control. And so I took what I thought was a temporary hiatus from corporate America um, and then COVID hit six months later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, I actually went full-time entrepreneur in late 2019. COVID hit about six months into business for me. Um, and then I had to make the decision, do I want to try to go back into the workforce or do I kind of double down on entrepreneurship? And I decided to double down on entrepreneurship at that point. Um, but I also kind of pivoted in my business. And so I began kind of in marketing research, you know, my MBAs in business analytics. I love reports. I love dashboards. I love all of those things. I love um, business intelligence and, um, you know, data visualizations and things like that. And so, you know, I kind of pitched myself as a marketing research agency, or I pitched Mark, uh, Walton Birch as a marketing research agency. Um, but when COVID hit, and especially in my local area here outside of Atlanta, there was a need to help uh, brick and mortar businesses create online presences. And so I said, all right, well, I guess I'm being called back to web design because that was something that I knew how to do pretty easily. And I thought, hey, I'm just going to do this for a while to help out, you know, some of my local businesses. And um, I discovered Shopify and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably discovered Shopify right at the exact perfect time. There was a bit of a perfect storm. And um you know, as as cohorts in the Shopify world, we are you're a Shopify partner and, and 
Uh, I own uh, a technology, a retail technology company. Uh, we sell and support point of sale and, and Shopify is one of the platforms that we sell and support. Um, so we'll talk a lot of commonalities when it comes to Shopify, but we really saw you know, that explode. And one of the things that Shopify did better than anyone else in the space was get to market quickly for mm-hmm. brick and mortar retail stores. Yep. And it is something that, you know, we sit in awe of today, not if you're a shareholder at Shopify, you're, you're worried that your stock price is still hovering in the 50 down over the last year. But right. hey, like everything, it's cyclical. It will come back. There's a lot of great opportunity. And, and you know, as you listen to Harley, who is the founder, uh, talk about the direction of the company, there's a lot of exciting things happening in the Shopify world that us, you know, small shareholders can be excited about and know that our that our investments are probably going to be just fine. Um, so let's chat a little bit about how you decided that that brick and mortar was a great place to start helping people. Um, so I know that it seems like everybody has been online forever. Uh, and even back when I started out as a web designer, you know, they were saying, oh, everybody's going to be online. Everybody needs a website. You know, the internet is the next frontier. Um, but somehow in 2019, we hadn't quite made it there yet or 2020. Right. Um, you know, there were still brick and mortar stores in uh, in my area. So I live outside of a major metropolitan area. So, but there were still brick and mortar stores that did not have an online presence at all. Um, but that really works well for where I live. Um, it's a very community focused, you know, um, the brick and mortar stores are all, both of them are on a strip in two different areas of the city that's extremely walkable. Um, so they are relying on foot traffic. They are relying on support from the community. So in that way, an online presence wasn't extremely important to them. Um, but yes, I was still surprised to even encounter uh, a business, you know, a, a product business that didn't have an online presence. And so I picked brick and mortar because, you know, like when Georgia shut down, I live in Georgia and, and uh, Georgia shut down for COVID for about a week. Like, I think that was a, the total amount of time that we were shut down, but that did a lot of damage to some of the brick and mortar businesses here. Um, and so it just kind of started out as, hey, well, what can we do here? We can't, you know, necessarily stand up an entire e-commerce website, um, but how can we help you while, we, you know, we're, people are not able to shop in stores. And so um, we came up with um, hybrid kind of buy online, pick up in store options or, uh, you know, product of the week kind of um, promotions and things like that. So it really just came out of the need to provide uh, a bridge for some of those local businesses while we didn't know how long they were going to be shut down for COVID. Um, and then, like I said, Shopify just made it so much easy, like very easy to continue from there. So, you know, um, just like I said, standing up a, a Shopify store is extremely easy, like uploading products, managing inventory, getting photos and all of the integrations that kind of go along with that, like email marketing and paid ads and things like that. Like all of that is super easy to kind of set up and get started. And so, you know, once I once I started, I didn't go back. <laughs> no turning back. So let's right. fast forward a couple of years. Um, what does your marketplace look like today? What types of businesses are you working like working with today and getting them to, to market with, with an e-com presentation? That's the really exciting part. Um, when you work with small businesses, a lot of the business that you get is word of mouth. And so a lot of the businesses that I've been working with have been local Georgia, um, brick and mortar, like retail based businesses, but I've also expanded to be able to work with all kinds of um, online businesses as well. Um, and so I work with, uh, in the past year, I've worked with uh, a coach, like someone starting their own coaching business who was 
um, selling kind of downloads and courses and workshops and things like that and um, getting to work on people who are building their own marketplace sites. And of course, I work with people who either make their own products and sell them or, you know, um, like boutiques that sell products from lots of different manufacturers um, and um, dropshippers. Like it's very easy to get online. So people that are saying like, hey, like, all right, I either need a side hustle or I need another full-time job or I make this thing and I really just need to get it out there. Um, I need some help doing that. And I'm perfectly content to remain in this space because I can really see the difference um, that having a really functioning e-commerce store can make in in an entrepreneur's life and business. And I really, I love being hands-on with that. I love um, you know, just being able to make that difference in their lives. And so I still work with entrepreneurs and, and micro businesses. So super small businesses, um, not necessarily located in Georgia, but a lot of them are located here in Georgia. Sure. Um, but people that are just getting started online, whether they've been in business for a while and they're just moving online or they are, they haven't been in business at all and they're starting online. So I, I work with those entrepreneurs and small businesses that are just starting up in that e-commerce space. What are some of the hurdles that you have to overcome? Let's talk specifically about that brick and mortar retailer. What are some of the hurdles that you have to overcome to help them get online, to sort of get out of their way to get online? Right. For brick and mortar, I think, and I think this is this is true to a certain extent for all small businesses. Um, when you don't, if you don't buy enterprise level platforms, uh, you know, there's individual platforms and then there's enterprise platforms. And then there's like a million different options in the space between those two. Um, so as a small business owner, I personally find myself like hobbling together these different solutions. Um, and so as a brick and a small brick and mortar retailer, uh, part of the challenge is you're, if you're a boutique, you're buying products from lots of different places with lots of different SKUs and pricing and reorder cadences and shipping weights and all of these things and, and getting all of that information uploaded online is a challenge. And so um, people that come to me come to me because they're at the point where they're saying, all right, well, I know to get a store online, I need to upload some products and I need to write some product descriptions and I need to do some tags and I need to weigh the products and I need to measure the boxes and I need to do the e- the ads and I need to create the emails and I need to, and then they're just like, that's a lot. Like that is a lot. There are three of us here. We just don't have the time or the expertise to do that. Um, Another type of client that I frequently encounter is the, hey, Shopify made it super easy to start the store. I built it and then nobody showed up. Like what's with that, you know? <laughs> And so that in that case, um, you know, what I do is just make sure that everything is all the setup is in order and that the very basic fundamental things you can do to bring traffic into your store organically are kind of in place. And so that really consists of like very basic SEO, high quality images. Um, uh, That's that's basically email marketing to a certain extent, making sure those email marketing prompts are um, placed in strategic places around the site and also content. So a lot of people don't know that product websites need words. Yeah. And I, I say that to people all the time. I'm like, oh, I know why your site isn't working. There are no words on it. And they're like, there are words on it. And I'm like, no, there <laughs> are not enough words here to, to give Google or people that are searching for this any kind of context as to what right. this site is about. So the words are important, um, and, and but it's very basic SEO, basic level SEO. So those are the two areas that I help the most you, in, I think. Do you favor email, one email platform over another or... Um, you know, conversion platform over another? Do you have some favorites that that are sort of your go-tos? Hey, you need to use this one. 
Um, I have lots of favorites. Um, right. <laughs> so any any of the email platforms that have direct integrations with Shopify, I'm a huge fan of. So one of the things that is an excellent feature of Shopify is kind of the dashboard. You can log into Shopify and manage accounts across other platforms from within that dashboard. So instead of having to log into MailChimp and Shopify and PirateShip and Google, like you can manage all of that in one place. Um, and so as far as email marketing goes, I'm a huge fan of Klaviyo and Drip because they're both uh, very affordable for entry level um, and they have direct integrations into um, Shopify and they have SMS, um, SMS um, texting or marketing yep. features, which is really important for uh, product retailers. Um, and so those are my go-tos for e-commerce. However, um, Shopify also recently increased the number of emails that you can send through their shop mail functionality. So now if you're mailing less than like 10,000 people per month, you really actually don't even need a separate um, email marketing program. And I love that so much because email marketing is just like, okay, well, if I don't have anybody to email, <laughs> you know, I'm spending this money on this, uh, this platform. Am I getting value from that? So um, but in order, just based on what I've done so far, I'd say Clavio and Drip are kind of tied for number one yeah. with me. Um, MailChimp now has a direct integration with Shopify as well. And I know a lot of people use MailChimp. So I know that, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are really going to appreciate that integration. And then I would definitely say to check out the, the new Shop Mail, the Shopify Mail feature, um, because yeah. it, it, they've expanded the functionality of it. So Terrific. Terrific. And so how does someone... Um, what's what does the onboarding process look like when you start when you meet a retailer you know how do you start that conversation and how does what does that look like for all these listeners that that are dabbling today they have a site that's not active how do you sort of transition them that's a good question um, a lot of times they're coming to me saying help help <laughs> <laughs> Either I started this my, myself or I'm way in over my head or right. I can't seem to get started or I started with this person and then they left me with this unfinished site. Like those are the three scenarios. Um, and so where I pick up is to say, okay, so how can we get this site to a very basic level of functionality? Because once people are paying for the subscription, they generally really just want to start getting value out of the store. So what? how can we get it to the basic level of functionality? So what would you like the site to do that it isn't doing now? Like, do you not like the way that the products are laid out? Does it not look very good, you know, from a um, kind of aesthetic perspective? Are, is the site live and active, but nobody's visiting the site? So find out right. what that kind of basic level of functionality is um, and, and make a plan to get people to that point. So uh, large websites tend to have to be kind of broken down into little chunks of projects. But, um, you know, from somebody starting completely from scratch saying, hey, I don't really know how to do this. I, I don't know, where, you know where I'm coming from. I'm like, cool, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I need a list of your products, <laughs> product images if you have them, product descriptions if you have them, and then I'll take it from here. You know, like, let me so do you get into <laughs> seeing, um, you know, retailers have a point of sale system. So they have good product SKUs. They have product, in most cases, descriptions. Are you working with people and extracting any of that information to populate Shopify? 
Oh yes, that, that information can definitely be uploaded directly into Shopify. And you're right. I think a lot of people don't know that. I think they think they have to upload their products one by one or update right. their products one by one. Um, so I'm happy to either manage that process for them or walk them through that process yeah. um, You know, for people that want to kind of keep a tighter control over their data um, because it's fairly simple and straightforward. And there, But there are um, kind of opportunities where things kind of fall apart sometimes. So I like to be just there to kind of help oversee the process to make sure everything goes smoothly but you're right it can be bulk uploaded bulk updated you can do it with spreadsheets um, you can do it from your existing pos information and then so thinking about you know the million dollar question that everyone always has how much does it cost a brick and mortar retailer to 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 get online to to engage uh, Catherine and Walton Birch and, and hey, taking me out into that e-commerce world. Are there are there ranges or you know packages that you work from? How do we give give a retailer some idea of what they should think about investing? Um, that's a great question. Uh, so it, I think the cost really depends on the amount of like the number of products and the amount of time it kind of takes to yeah. build the website. Um, but also part of why I got into um, Shopify or e-commerce consulting and why I've stayed in this space um, is because I do want to, to see that difference and to make that difference in the lives and experiences and businesses of small business owners. And so a lot of the pricing and packaging is flexible. So I've put some jobs out there like on um, marketplace platforms like Fiverr just to find those people that are coming over from Etsy. So if you're moving an Etsy store from, you know, a store from Etsy to Shopify, um, that's a project that takes usually like four to 10 days and cost maybe 250 to $350. Because like, it's, I've done it so many times. Right. I can tell, if I right. could write an algorithm to do it, I would do that now. Um, but yeah, so yeah. larger stores, stores with larger inventory, stores with inventory across multiple locations, um, drop shipping stores. Um, those stores can tend to be a little bit more expensive, uh, multi-vendor marketplaces, things like that. They can be more expensive, but um, you know, I still try to break it down into chunks that are totally doable and definitely leave the clients with a functional website. So it's not like, oh, I've spent $10,000 on this and I have nothing to show for it. So um, good. yeah. And, and having um, a, a degree in analytics probably leaves you with pretty good measurement on performance. Um, and so do you help retailers understand that analytical level of this is what's happening on your site? Here's your traffic and conversion and return customers and, and how to improve those, those metrics? Absolutely. What kind of business <laughs> analytics major would I be? I would be the worst business analytics major ever. And I, I think that surprises people sometimes because they're like, okay, you are a web designer, you're an e-commerce expert. Like, how do you know so much about right. metrics? You know, why are you spending so much time making sure that the Google analytics and search consoles and tracking links are also set up? And it's because I understand the importance of those metrics to be able to make informed business decisions. And um, so I always take time with my customers, whether they're, you know, Etsy store sellers that are, that have one, you know, four products right. in a website, or if they're, you know, boutique owners with multiple locations, you know, that are using uh, complex Google analytics and Google search console results to manage their sites. I always make sure that they understand 
hey, this is where you can go to get the information for your site. Um, these are the things that we're looking for. The, this is where you're going to see those signs of trouble. So yes, I sneak in some business analytics from time to time. Good for um, you. But you know, like, don't tell anybody. I'm trying to keep it. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a bit of an analytical guy. And, and with a lot of my clients, we talk a lot of analytics. So I get excited by it. I, you know, the clients may not be as excited as I am, like good analytics, but you know, I, I kind of have this belief that we live in a pay for performance world. And the only thing that, that can tell the truth about performance is numbers mm -hmm. and having that ability to look at, at, uh, at your performance from an analytical level, uh, you know, is part of what moves the needle forward and keeps us engaged with, with our audiences. Yeah. Yep. Catherine, this is such great, uh, great conversation, great information. Share with us how we can get in touch with you, how we can learn a little bit more about Walton Birch. Uh, and for those store owners that are thinking about it, that might be in your in your uh, zone, in your area, how do they reach out to you? Cool. Um, so I am, uh, my website is waltonbirch.com. So that's Walton, W-A-L-T-O-N, and then Birch, like the tree, B-I-R-C-H.com. Um, I also show up as Catherine, just me online um, <laughs> on Instagram, the DIY portion of it. So I know that a lot of um, entrepreneurs and, and store owners are kind of doing the DIY marketing part of it. They do whatever they can by themselves. And so I'm really working on some new content um, with that as it relates to Shopify specifically. And so you can also find me on Instagram as um, at KRS underscore consulting, where there will hopefully be some new content soon. Um, yes. thank good, business is good. However, that means content <laughs> is slow, but right. I realize that there are lots of things going on right now. Like there's a exodus from Etsy because of some things that are going on over there. Sure. So I've gotten a lot of interest in that area. And so what I'd love to do there is to just provide some support for people that are trying to kind of DIY it to move, make that move from Etsy to Shopify, or even explore the options that are out there. So waltonbirch.com um, for information on the services and also K at KRS underscore consulting on Instagram for more information about uh, DIYing it and um, just marketing and Shopify and e-commerce in general. Awesome. Catherine, thank you so much. Retailers, uh, listeners, if you're a retailer or a business person, uh, want more information here, head over to waltonbirch.com. You can also join the Canadian Retail Solutions newsletter, that weekly newsletter that comes out. Head over to retailbycrs.com. Subscribe to that newsletter. We're going to share this podcast, a bunch more information on how you can reach out to Catherine and learn a little bit more and even engage in what does DIY look like for me in my in my brick and mortar store. Catherine, thank you again so much. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation and looking forward to maybe our next conversation. Thank you so much. Awesome. Retailers, have a great week.